Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. To get it together, trying to help the fellow man. Hoping we can make it better. Do you really think we can? Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're still trying to make it better. We know that we can't, but we know that. God can, and we know that the Holy Spirit alive in us can make uh, a, better, a better place, at least for us and the people around us. So uh, that's why we, we are still doing what we do, and um, that's why I'm still doing what I've done for years, um, and that is uh, seek to use my gifts uh, to communicate the gospel to as many people as I can. And um, uh, that's really what, what drives us. And uh, uh, in this particular time in our calendar, we are, uh, we're, we're looking a lot at uh, this connection that we seem to have with the younger generation and that many uh, of what, commonly are called millennials, seem to be connecting a lot with us older folks as uh, boomers and maybe even some similarities between a time uh, 40, over 45 years ago when we called it a Jesus movement and uh, a lot of us got started at that time. And so because we're seeing some relationship between now and then, um, in our blog talk shows the last few weeks and continuing into the next few weeks, we're having guests who uh, were, had a prophetic voice um, back then, mostly through music or through other ways, uh, means of speaking and communicating. And... Uh, so we're going to revisit a little bit of the Jesus movement, but we're going to try and connect that to our culture today and see are there any similarities, see what's going on, are we feeling that, that, uh, that God might be on the move again. Of course, he's always on the move, but in a special way. So um, with that as a background, uh, our, our guest tonight is uh, one of the first of the Jesus music people um, to show up uh, back back in the early 70s. And uh, he has been, probably of everybody I know, the most consistent who has continued to do what he started to do. He's still doing it today. He's got, he's still writing. He's still recording. He's still concertizing. Um He's uh, uh, a, a, a wonderful, deep-thinking man, but also a, a very funny man, too. And uh, as much a comedian as he is an entertainer and a musician. 
So uh, with all that said, please welcome back. I think we had him one time before, a long time ago, to Blog Talk Radio, Randy Stonehill. Randy, welcome to the catch on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you. My my pleasure to be chatting with you via modern technology, yes. don't you know? <laughs> and you are you are in Wisconsin now, is that right? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm I'm uh, visiting um uh, family and doing some concerts in the area. Uh, very grateful that um, that they're not outdoor gigs. Uh, it's it's bracing, it's bracing, lad. Oh, don't you know? Um, uh, tomorrow is going to be uh, tomorrow is going to be a balmy 12 degrees above zero. Oh so my that'll, gosh! That'll, wow! That'll help you hit that'll help you hit your high note right there, buddy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Whether, whether well, you want to or not, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were able to even, uh, when you're away from home, take a few minutes to be with us tonight. And um, uh, as I mentioned, we want to we revisit just a little bit, not for nostalgia's sake, but for trying to learn how God works in history. Um, I'd love to have you maybe describe what the Jesus movement was to you and uh, why do you think, why do you think it was necessary? Why, why was it needed? Why do you think it happened? Well, um, to me and, and my peers, uh, it was, uh, there's no question that it was uh, a movement fueled by a fresh breeze of the Holy Spirit. Um, and um uh, that's just you know it's it's uh it's precious and it's amazing uh i I believe that God is uh, always awake, always at work, but he chose that time in history and in the culture to um sort of lean down if you will a bit closer um, mm. and and i'm also i'm I'm certain that that he was at work because I, I look back at my life as just this, this green kid, this musician, you know, um, just kind of finding my feet. Um, and I, and I know that it was definitely the Lord's largesse that was at work, just, um, uh, moving. And, and as you had mentioned in your intro, uh, he, um, you know, uh, all the creative gifts, are are from him. He's the he's the king of creation, the king of creativity, and he mm-hmm. uh, chose to raise up what I have to describe as this this somewhat motley crew of um, you know of young <laughs> believers and young musicians that he um, he allowed to be a fresh voice uh, to uh, to our generation and just to the culture in general. I see. I the part to answer part B of your question. I, I I believe that that had to happen, and it was you know God's outside of time, um, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing mm-hmm. contains the Lord; He contains it all. And um, but I, I believe that He. I just find that so so timely because you had all these sort of disillusioned hippies 
um, stumbling out of the 60s, looking back over their shoulders saying, well, that doggy didn't hunt. You know, we we had some <laughs> colorful clothes and we, we sang about love and stuff. And then it all just, we thought we were going to change things. And, and then it all just unraveled, you know, which is such a, a statement about our, our fallen nature, our desperate need uh, for God's love and God's power and the hope and the life that only he can infuse into the human soul. And um, so there we were in the 70s going, yeah, well, everything's kind of dried up and sort of grim. And so, well, I guess we just kind of, I don't know, we're just going to party till we die. What are we going to do here? And and um, uh, and then you had, like I said, people still longing for hope, looking for for truth, looking for a reason to be, and and just being uh, you know lit lit up by the fire of the spirit, um, uh, really taking the word of God seriously, uh, and so really reaching out to relationship to this Jesus. He either he either is who he says he is. Or, or this is just another, you know, tragic illusion. But, but as my generation started to turn to him in earnest, just taking him at his word, we found that indeed, you know, just like it says in, in Luke 19:10, the the uh, the Son of of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. And we found that there we were, you know, we were being um, uh, confronted. Um, by a seeking savior, and man, that just that yeah. just changed everything. What do you think are were some of the some of the cultural influences uh, of the time that prepared that prepared us for the Jesus movement for something to happen? Because well, it, it was I, I happening think, across the board. You know, I think. Um, uh, this is not the definitive statement, of course, but my, for my two cents worth, my brother, um, I mm-hmm. think that um, there was, a, you know, an artistic and a musical revolution where that, mm. so um, uh, that that really, uh, I think God positioned that as as a very prominent and and effective vehicle that He would end up, you know, using. So we weren't just singing about um, romance or or getting high or whatever. Um, you know, he really it really did seem like there was a cultural, there was an artistic renaissance, and then it kind of mm. sort of ran out of steam. It went nowhere without being fueled by the spirit. But you know, it just you know, music just seemed to become just really, really important. Uh, the the Beatles, of course, came along, and um, and, and just like I said, really um, brought um, you know brought that that art form to uh, powerful new places. Um, and I was I'm, I'm sorry, I was thinking, um, or um, he said thoughtfully, or you said, yeah, what other things that had um, had yeah. happened um, that sort of helped prime the pump. Um, and I, I guess I was thinking about um, 
I was thinking about um, that the church uh, being viewed as this sort of um, uh, dusty, arcane, you know, kind of irrelevant, um, traditional uh, entity. And um, sorry, that's that's the doorbell. But I won't I won't ask you to get it, John, because that could be problematic since you're in California. Uh, <laughs> but if there's a it's the postman, but if the package is ticking, I just never open them. That's the you know, that's important. Um, no, but I, like I said, I I, um, I, I think that. Um, I think that because the church had had, had been um, so marginalized that it it kind of in terms of its cultural relevance that that um, I, I think I think people started um, just just taking a second look um, at um, you know at at what the uh, what the the Bible was saying, and um, I guess, like I said, I guess be, because of the sort of the bleakness that we ended up facing in the in the late '60s and early '70s, and with the Vietnam War, and you know, with uh, the Summer of Love being a, um, a bygone event, I, I think people in you know, kind of in in desperation, maybe started to look back at the church and say, okay, well, we don't really know what this is about, but at the heart of the matter, is there is there some life? Is there some spark? Is there, you know, mm. we don't really, really relate to these folks, but is there, is there some, is there something that, that they, they know that, that we don't know? Wow. Well, that's, that's of course. I, I think. Don't you think that that's why it was all centered around Jesus? Uh, because the the, the institution, uh, the church, as you say, was largely irrelevant to our needs. But suddenly, Jesus seemed real and accessible. And like someone that we could actually identify with, um, don't you think that 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 was a key factor? Yeah, yeah, I do. And and um, um, yeah, I, I, you know, and frankly, I, I must admit, I sort of answered that that question in in a kind of sort of a backwards gear. Um, I, <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm I, I'm wondering if uh, if the the whole hippie movement um, and and longing for love and unity just by the whisper of the spirit caused hearts to turn back to the essence of Christianity, mm-hmm. really be you know beyond the church walls. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know. Like you said, people were people were hungry for relationship with each other and with, you know, 
whatever might be out there that um, that could whatever or whoever might be out there that offered really hope, real hope. Um, and so I yeah I, I I think you're right. It's sort of the culture kind of started to turn back and and look at um, at Christ in a more you know daring to hope that there was there was actual there was something personal and, and vital there. You know, and you wonder even if like um you know, um some of the gurus that came and went, but they were you know, they were they were supposedly speaking godly truth and, and, and they were these are people of flesh and blood, the Maharishi, Mahesh Yogi or, you know, various various characters like that. Um mm-hmm. I wonder if if the Lord actually used though I believe you know, much of that was, you know, deception. Um, but I believe, I wonder if the Lord used that kind of that personalized element, you know, spirituality and godly, um, godly form, to cause us to, like I said, look beyond the dusty walls of the church at the heart of the matter. And of course, the heart of the matter is is always mm-hmm. Jesus. So I, yeah, I, I concur. I think I think all of a sudden, because of the longing and um, uh, and and uh, this, like I said, this more uh, uh, personal view of things, um, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, Jesus, because he is who he is, uh, you know, uh, this vision kind of ro- rose out of the rose beyond the dust and the and the ivy covered walls start calling yeah them. yeah do you do you think randy that that there are uh, as you look at the culture today, do you see any similarities or do you see uh, you know how 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 does how do things now compare to the way they were then and um yeah, do do you see any of the same types of thing perhaps happening? Um, yeah, I I do. Um, I think, uh, as a matter of fact, I think um, that there are there are some there are some key similarities, but and but now they're on. They're on steroids. Um, <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, as the culture unravels and and people see that, you know, it, it's a world on fire. Um, mm. uh, and they have a global vision because of the Internet. Um, I think there's a I think there's a, a deeper desperation. I think there's a greater longing um for hope for peace uh beyond the the uh political gridlock the chaos the the ongoing tragedy uh the tragedies um that just don't seem to end and we can even just you know look now sadly and prayerfully at uh Sutherland Springs Texas um mm-hmm. so i i yeah. think that you know if we thought uh if we thought that the 60s were colorful and turbulent my goodness now it's like 
it's just you know wars and rumors of wars and famines and earthquakes yeah. and pestilence that antibiotics aren't killing i mean it's it really is sort of it's it's those tough times on steroids and i also think mm. it's so interesting that maybe the other the other part side of that coin is that um just like music became such a powerful prevalent um tool in the hands of uh of the lord you just look at people in their almost worshiping at the at the altar of of uh of music and entertainment it's, they're almost mm. desperate to go can mm-hmm. can you just turn this up louder so i can just be in denial because man thinks <laughs> just just nothing nothing good is happening here in culture and we talk about it and the next political regime is going to change things and the next medical advance is going to change things you know the next technical uh wow. the next uh, technological innovation is going to change things and it's just getting worse and worse and worse so can you please just turn up the music and so and I so mm. I think that those two those two elements you know turbulence in the culture and 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 the arts being mm. so so intoxicating and and prevalent I think I think those are some key similarities wow. you know and you and you got the millennials going shoot well I looked at the the boomers I looked at the Gen X generation behind me no nobody's every new generation's supposed to make it better and and, and it's like it's what aw tozer once said you know what the world can't keep its promises just look at history it can't keep its promises but it's always been really good on making good its threats hmm wow what do you think? Um, do you see? What, what about the church? Do you do you think the church is is uh, connecting with uh, millennials, or do you see it perhaps irrelevant in in, in other ways than today? Do you know what I'm getting at? Do you do you see any similarities there? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I know. I see, I I see that I see both good things in the church, um, in in some elements of the church, uh, in that they're recognizing the, uh, you know the. The, the desperation of the of of people and uh and the brokenness of culture and um so they're really um, uh, they're really reaching out with the the heart of of the life of the gospel uh and they're really reaching out um, uh to you know embracing community. Um, which I think is just is crucial, um, but I also see on the uh, on the other side of that picture, I see some of the church that I find very troubling uh, in that 
they can sort of couch themselves or they often couch themselves as being seeker sensitive, but they end up just focusing so much on, on grace that they're not, they're not articulating the absolutely crucial element, which you hear echoed all through scripture about repentance and obedience. So they're not, so there's that, there's a broad element of the church that I find very disturbing um, in there, in that they're sort of selling a cheap grace. It's just, you know, God loves you and just come on, just, just come over here. And they're kind of interested in numbers and they're, you know, they're interested in commerce. And, and then I'm afraid that when, when the people that are attracted to those, that dynamic of, of the, Western Church, when they are, are when they are confronted with challenges or crisis, that the the bottom of the bucket is going to drop out because no one's really because they're not really anchored in uh, in the only in the in the true father child relationship that you will only embrace when you actually understand that our part of the relational equation is repentance. Let's call sin what it is. Let's turn our backs and run towards God's arms. And and obedience when we when it's easy and when it's hard. Those are just key elements. So uh, so I'm seeing I'm sorry if this is a long answer, but I'm seeing um because you know I travel all my wife and I travel all year and all over the world. And so I see some mm-hmm. precious really mm-hmm. vi- vital um church life with a real heartbeat and focus on Christ. And I see, I see a lot of it, but but then I do see a lot of it that I think it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like uh, eating Cheetos. There's an analogy for you, John. How do you like that? You know, because you eat Cheetos and you get the orange stuff all over your mouth and your fingers. Yeah. And but you you take you, they crunch really loudly, but they're hollow on the inside. So you keep on eating them and eating them, but it doesn't never really satisfies. Hmm. <laughs> I want you to feel. Uh, you can use that, John, free of charge. No, no, don't thank me. Thank you. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm a giver. I'm a giver like that, man. It's okay. <laughs> oh my. Well, what do you think? Um, gosh, uh, do you have any idea? What a what a Jesus movement might look like today in the 20th century. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it it uh, it it would and should look like what a, a true Jesus movement has always looked like, which is people uh, soaking up the Word of God um, because it is a living thing. It's his breath. It's God's breath on the written page. Um, and 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 actually taking God at His word, knowing that He means exactly what He's saying. That's why we have mm. the Bible. Um, and and it would uh, um, it would also um, be infused by the wind and the life of the Spirit as people put God first in all things great and small uh, as we embrace um, uh, a prayer life where we're listening more than we're petitioning 
Um, and uh, um, it would also look like people understanding that life is about it's uh, it, it's about seeing through spiritual eyes. It's about treasuring what God mm-hmm. treasures, and He made that clear at the cross. So, so you'd see a, a, a Jesus movement of people, you know, that are praying for the gift of tears to be passionate about what what the Lord is passionate about, um, and mm-hmm. He proved that He made that clear at the cross. Uh, you'd see you'd see people, in other words, treasuring. Uh, each other um, at, with with servants' hearts. Um, that, that, I just think that's that's the key stuff. Um, focusing on the word, uh, vital prayer lives, and and servants servants' hearts, so that a community um, will just will see will see the um, Christians. Uh, as um, as diffusers of the fragrance of the knowledge, you know, like it says in Second Corinthians two fourteen, um, and um, uh, just the church, the church, like I said, focused on the word, focused on prayer, loving people, not trying to twist arms. You know, if you can talk somebody into uh, into uh, um, your Embracing your your religious perspective, somebody as A. W. Tozer again once said, somebody uh, two blocks down the road can talk them out of it. So you know, we shouldn't be strong arming people. We are a poor substitute for the Holy Spirit, but let's let let the Holy Spirit move through us. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. I am so glad you brought up the Spirit because. We've, you know, we've been um, at the catch. We've been studying Acts lately. And somehow mm-hmm. we feel like this is all coming together. The idea of, of God maybe moving again in a fresh way and all the new beginnings that happened in the book of Acts. And, and what, are the, what are the principles? What are the, what are the things that stick out the most uh, when you look at the early church? You find just ordinary people uh, like you and me, untrained, they didn't go to seminary, uh, they were fishermen and tax collectors and what have you, but they were, they had the Holy Spirit driving them. And they had the Holy Spirit telling them what to do and moving them through and grinding them together. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think we're getting pretty excited about that and the fact that, you know, I, I don't think we're hearing, we've heard much about the Holy Spirit lately. Uh, it seems like a long time since since we've, we've heard that come up, and yet when you study Acts, it, it seems to be the central driving factor um, holding yeah. it all together. Yeah. And, yeah, so uh, I can get... Do you see? Do you see? Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but in order for the Holy Spirit to move, you have to um, make room for Him. You have to get out of His way. Um, mm. You know, uh, 
um, let's not let's not crowd him out with our agendas and our and our programs. Um, yeah, you know, let's let's wow. let's understand let's understand and reflect the miracle that we're embracing that the Holy Spirit, one of the three manifestations of God Almighty, has chosen the soul of man to be his tent, mm. his dwelling place. That, mm. That's just that's just so stunning. It should make you worship and obey and celebrate and get up every morning and say, Lord, the Holy Spirit, have dominion, have dominion over and guide and yeah. over my steps. Have dominion over every part of me and so that my life will be radiant for for you. Beyond what I say or beyond what I sing, that people will say, Who do you and they'll see it through my servant's heart and how I love. They'll say, Who do you who do you know? What do you what do you know? And you say, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really it's not me. It's it's the it's the Holy Spirit. And and I'm I'm his and miracul and miraculously enough, because of holy love, he's mine. That's what we want. Mm. That's what we want people to mm. to see and to and to and to, to long for. You know, who do you, who do you know? Yeah. What do you got, man? Who do you know? That's so cool. And that's, that's, I think the, the, the challenge and, and it's, and it's kind of the risks too, because um, in, in order to really give the Holy Spirit room, as you say, we have to let go of our plans and our agendas and, uh, and, and uh, our, our tendency to organize everything because we'll, we'll organize him right out of it. And, uh, and so we got to get room and we got to almost step back a little bit and, uh, see what, what he's doing and what he's, what he might do through us and through the people around us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We we need to hold our, yeah. Hold our, hold our lives with, with a loose grip and be, you know, in trust and in obedience and, um, and just say, you know, I think I've come to understand. I've been a slow learner, let me confess, but I think I've come to understand that my life is, like I said, from God for God. I just want to embrace the wild, holy romance that, Mm -hmm. Is the only thing that's the reason we exist, really, and it's the only thing that will ever quench our longing. So it's good to be, you know, we're looking for balance. It's good. To, you need to try to be a good steward and go. Okay, well, we have sort of an infrastructure here for this church service or for this this game plan, but let us again just never, never crowd the Holy Spirit out of the out of the picture. Let let if if He wants to change it up. In whatever way he wants to change it up, that's, you know, that's fine. We just, man, just, we just want him to, to be, um, have liberty and be, uh, you know, yeah. and be at, be at work in it all. So mm. I just say, Lord, Amen. Jesus, I'm just, I cling to the hem of your garment. I'm going with mm-hmm. you. I don't care anymore. What what the road looks lo- looks like for me, 
uh, you know, personally, John, you know, in my own walk, I just say, look, Lord, uh, I'll be the singing Walmart greeter if you want. I don't, you know, I'll be the singing florist, <laughs> or I won't sing at all. I'll be the mime of praise. There you go. I could be the praise mime. <laughs> but I'm just, I, I'm just clinging to the hem of your garment, Lord Jesus. Just take me with you. Use me. That my my life and my work is in your hands. Just do with me what you will. There is nothing more precious than that. That's just absolutely priceless. So I think when the church focuses on these foundational truths um, and really does give the Holy Spirit uh, the liberty to move, you know, uh, within our plans and visions, then then you're gonna you are gonna see revival. Sure. Well, Randy, uh, our our time is actually up, um, and uh, but I got I, I've got one more question, and it, and I I think maybe we've already answered it, but maybe you can just put it in a nutshell for us. Um, what not, kind of what advice? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I was going to make it. I was going to say it's not that it's not that one about which came first, the chicken or the egg. Because that always, I'll tell you what, man, I just, I seize no, up and I, I, I crumple, my eyes roll up in the back of my head and I, I crumple up into a fetal position. So I cannot, that only the Lord can reveal that mystery unto you. So don't, okay, I'll stop that. Anyway, what, what, what are you going to ask me before I so rudely interrupted my, I was, myself? I, I was going to ask you, what advice is, to just conclude, wrap this thing up. Uh, what advice would you have for the for millennials um, who might be looking or working towards a new Jesus movement um, in 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 our world today, in in a, in a new yeah. culture that like we have today? Well, it, again, it it um, if you want to. To have a, if you want to see a new Jesus movement, then you need to let Jesus move. And the only way that that's going to happen is as we demonstrate our our faith through our commitment, and we demonstrate our commitment through our our obedience. Um, if I, you know, I tell you. If, if there was one thing I could share with anybody, it would be simply this. The true definition of success is just obedience to God. And, uh, and, he, and he, he gives us guidelines. He makes uh, himself accessible um, through, uh, through the, the Holy Bible, uh, the timeless Word of God, and through uh, cultivating relationship with him, and how amazing that he wants relationship at all, but but um, but he does. So you can cultivate relationship through a, uh, like I said, through a vital prayer life, and um, and through feeding on on the Word of God and just trying, getting up every day and trying to to walk in obedience. Uh, and understanding, you know, the, the loving, the loving Father heart of God. He He honors any heartfelt. Um, so let me just encourage, leave a, with a word of encouragement, or close with a word of encouragement. 
he honors any heartfelt desire to know him, uh, to learn of him, to serve him. Um, and he's right there, and, and he and he knows he knows our names. Uh, and it's so amazing, John, when we think about it. You know, God doesn't need us for anything. I mean, not not ultimately. He he is God Almighty. But let me remind people that he he wants you. He wants relationship with his creation. And we were created in his we were formed in his image so that we could know communion with him unlike any other created being. We are the envy of the angels because we know what it's like to to have been so lost um, and then to be to be found by a seeking savior that's always calling to us. Randy, thank you so much. We have to do this again sometime. It's Listen, great to reconnect. Yeah, it was it was my pleasure um and privilege uh and I thank you John. Thank you for letting me be a part of of what the Lord's doing with the program. You bet. You bet. And we'll be praying for you and your and and your concertizing and and you're still still out there. And uh yes. I admire that. Right. So I uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the, the, the okay, my, friend. my wife. Yeah, my wife Leslie and I were the gypsies for Jesus. We just we keep on rocking where we open the doors. That's oh, right. That's and great. it's a lovely alliteration. It's a lovely alliteration <laughs> right there. You see, you know, I'm a songwriter because I like to rhyme things, and I I can't get the normal work. So there you go. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you, Randy. Hey, God thank bless. you, sir. Yeah. You too. All right. There you go, folks. Chipsies for Jesus. <laughs> Still out there. Still preaching. There you go. Thanks for the words. New words. Old truth.